forgiven. Oh, I've been washed by the blood. <coughs> 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 For the addict who's been lost in degradation To the one who in a crowd feels all alone To the patriot who feels he's lost his country To the prodigal who thinks he can't come home there is healing for your broken heart in Jesus. By the cross you made a way to set men free. All things new. He makes all things new. He who's rejected by her husband for the one who doesn't think he can go on to the grandmother who's raising her grandchildren to the man who carries guilt just like a stone there is healing for your brother heart in Jesus. <clears throat> By the cross he made a way to set men free.
There is nothing my God cannot do. He makes all things new. There is nothing my God cannot do. He makes all things new. and rare with a loveliness no poet could describe and I've been blessed to hear the laughter of a little child and been glad I'd live to see another day but when I come into your presence and kneel before your throne the wonders of this earth just fade away and i'm captivated by your beauty i'm captivated by your grace i'm captivated in your presence <clears throat> everything else falls away when I see your face everything else falls away when I see your face <coughs> Day wrapped up warm while I watched the falling snow, and I felt the forest mystery, the stillness and the calm, with the peace that soaks down deep within my soul. I have heard the wind blow wild and free fearsome in its might and then felt that wind grow gentle like a dove but when I come into your presence and worship at your feet I'm awestruck by your glory and your love and I'm captivated by your beauty I'm captivated by your grace. <clears throat> I'm captivated in your presence. Everything else falls away when I see your face. Everything else falls away. When I see your face, the earth and all its beauty is wonderful to view, but it pales beside your glory, Lord, it cannot compare with you. <coughs> mm. 
I'm captivated by your beauty. Lord, I'm captivated by your grace. I'm captivated in your presence. Everything else falls away when I see your face. Everything else falls away when I see your face. Everything else falls away when I see your face. It all falls away. When I see your face, your beautiful face, I stand, I 
I think my voice will go. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your joy and all the other good things you give us. We extol you, we magnify you, we honor you, Lord. We're grateful. We're grateful for your presence here with us, for your love and your mercy and your grace. glad you recognized that she was the one. Everybody needs someone to give them a quick, swift kick in the butt for now.
I lost my scripture, but I'm going to open it up to you. Case has set the, the standard where we're going this morning with joy. And uh, I'm pretty sure John was saying something about somebody saying something about joy. So I'm pretty sure that Holy Spirit is trying to tell us something, show us something. So those of you that have been hearing joy, share it now. Cat's name is Joy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the cat's name is Joy. Well, well, I'm still waiting on the cat to show up. But I know when that happens that it's more than just an animal. It's something God's doing. And so I know that that was something he was returning to our house. I think it was Nate Johnson. It was part. It was just part of a. He had given a prophetic word, um, and just part of the prophetic word was um, that there was going to be great duress and great turmoil, but there would also be great joy. And the, but the, the the duress and the turmoil was designated to the world, and the joy was designated to the kingdom. That in the midst of it, there was going to be great joy, and it was going to be unsurpassed. It was going to be something that we couldn't even contain, and people would be saying, "Why are you joyful? Do you not see what's going on around you?" And then Kim Clement had a similar word to that, that was directly linked to the timeline of Israel being attacked by all of her enemies, which has not happened since he gave that word, which was 2007. So now that it's happened, I think that is a time marker to say this is that time, right? And it was the same thing he said that in this time, um, it was the same word that I, I think I spoke at prayer meeting this week or last week about um, the battle that was being fought um, with Israel and her enemies surrounding her. Um, but he said that in that time there would be great joy. Amen. So. Um, but, um, even I was reading or listening to, um, something this morning and, um, all things new, like, oh, I wish I had my phone. Um, it was a reading that I did last night and then a reading that came up again this morning of just us waking up every day 
anticipating the return of Jesus. And if we could live in that way, the hope that we would have to move forward in whatever bigger things that God has for us this year. Um, when Jack said that, and we prayed about it even on Wednesday, of like, our dreams have not been big enough. You know? And just the, what we have in Jesus and that we have and we just live in such a limited a limited way right and so and he's bringing heaven to earth and we're a part of that and the other thing that's been percolating I listened to a YouTube podcast and he was talking about the loneliness epidemic and God has put that on my heart but he talked about how people have forgotten how to help others and how we're to help others help others and I think there's something there too of how do we teach others to help others I think that's the kingdom of God yeah. right there right like that's love is loving others so they can love others so it can multiply so those are the things and I really feel like God's word for me this year is encounter which I think flows into that but I really do feel like that that's God's word my word for the year um, us corporately I think our word for the year is joy but I would encourage everybody to really seek God for what their word is for this year. I don't know why it has to be difficult. <laughs> but I cannot, for the life of me, come up with that scripture. I wrote this scripture down, uh, I think it's Thursday. Could have been Wednesday, but Thursday for sure. And uh, the reason it's important is last night, okay, when you get this stuff here that says joy, and she says, I'm thinking of a word for the church is joy. And uh, Scripture in John, it's in John, thought it's chapter 5, but it's not. And you may, y'all may help me out and look it up. Or, but uh, it's there's a real strong presence trying to keep it from being released. I can't even whatever it is that can't even come up with it. Trying to hinder this. Abide in hands of the mouth and you know Jesus. Get out of this building. Get off this property. Jesus' name. Maybe John chapter eight. I'm gonna look there. I can't even recall the scripture right now. But the ending of that scripture, whatever it was I was looking at, says there would be great joy. And uh, so she's saying, I think the word for the church is joy. And I had written this down on Thursday. That's, that was joy. And then... Uh, I try John 8 and tell me what's there. Jesus went to the world. No. The scripture where Jesus says that there is no 
that he only does what he sees the Father do. Thirteen ten. Fifteen ten. Is that, is that the one? It's not the one I'm looking for. It's, but it's the same. think there's any way I could not remember this, but King James. We're not in a hurry to go anywhere, are we? Someone's in some about food, so I'm not moving. just solidified joy to me this scripture did I'll find it at some point in time but the uh, Somehow or other, that scripture got me to Acts chapter 8. It says, Now Saul, verse 1, was consenting to his death, and at the time of great persecution arose against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering every house and dragging off men and women, committing them to prison. Therefore, those who were scattered went everywhere, preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. 
paralyzed and lame were healed. And there was great joy in that city. So when I read this, go ahead and tell us what it was and read it. Uh, starts at 22 and ends at Yes. Uh, therefore you now sort of what I will see you gain your heart will rejoice and your joy will take place. And that day you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly I say to you, whatever you ask the Father my name, he will give you. Until now you have asked nothing. Ask that your joy may be full. And the, the joy that we're seeking here is this joy, unclean spirits, paralyzed and lame, healings of miracles, miracles of healing. Miracles of healing is what uh, the joy, what the great joy is all about. There will be miracles of healing. It says, And there was great joy in the city, but there was a certain man called Simon who previously practiced sorcery in the city and astonished the people of Samaria, claiming that he was someone great, to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is the great power of God. And they heeded him because he had astonished them with his sorceries for so long. But when they believed Philip, as he preached, the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. Then Simon himself also believed, and when he was baptized and continued with Philip, and was amazed seeing the miracles and signs which were done. It says, Now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who, when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet... He had fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. And when Simon saw that through the laying on of the hands of, on the apostles, the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money saying, Give me this power also, that anyone on whom I lay hands may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, Your money perish with you, because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money. You have neither part nor portion in this matter, for your heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent therefore, of this your wickedness and pray God if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven you. For I see that you are poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity. Then Simon answered and said, Pray to the Lord for me that none of the things which you have spoken may come upon me. So when they had testified and preached the word of the Lord, they returned to Jerusalem preaching the gospel in many villages of the Samaritans. Now the angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. When I read that, I was just taken aback. Gaza. And we know that word. It's in the news every day. Gaza. Gaza. God said to Philip, go down to Gaza. Arise and go. It says, this is desert, verse 27. 
So he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority, under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury, and had come to Jerusalem to worship. And sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet. And the Spirit said to Philip, Go near and overtake the chariot. So Philip ran after him and heard him reading the prophet. Do you ask him if he understood what he was reading? How can I? He said, unless someone guides me. And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. The place in the scripture where he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he opened his, not his mouth. In his humiliation, his justice was taken away and who will declare his generation or his life is taken from the earth. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does the prophet say this, of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at this scripture preaching Jesus to him. Now as they went down the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? And Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still. And both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and he baptized him. Now when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away so that the eunuch saw him no more. And he went on his way rejoicing. Philip was found at Azotus. And passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. This, I don't know, that's a lot of reading and I probably lost you along the way, but it was... Uh, remarkable to me that there's some truths there that I had mixed up but where Philip was went was sent into Gaza I just hear the Holy Spirit this morning was saying to me that there is a man that will go into Gaza and there will, he will preach the gospel. And there will be great joy in Gaza. I, I don't know the significance of it. It's so much that it could be somebody from this congregation that goes down to Gaza. You have translation in this scripture. So I'm, I feel like that I always thought that they were translated into. He actually ran and overtook. So by the power of God, there will be a man that goes into Gaza. And then he will leave there in a translation. I know all of that kind of sounds weird, but it's not, it's not of my making, so it's from the Word of God. That's true. 
But in all of that, it fits in with joy. There will be great joy in Gaza. There will be great joy in Jerusalem. What, what chapter were you in? Chapter 5? Yeah. 30? Yeah. So let's. How lost that myself. Sixteen. Yeah. I don't think that's the scripture I would have, but anyway, it's it, uh, everything is joy. You have sorrow. I will see you again and your heart will rejoice and your joy no one will take from you. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. It's all about joy. Joy, joy, joy. But it's in connection. Oh, since I'm kind of, I just want to uh, tell you something else that I'd heard. Cast your net on, on the other side. Let's do it again. Let's don't. Let's hear what God has said and do what God says to do. Cast your nets on the other side. Peter said in that, he said, what? He said, Lord, we've fished all night, caught nothing. Nevertheless, we will do what you say. And I heard, I heard pretty plainly earlier, cast your nets on the other side. Great joy. Healings. Miracles of healing. Casting out of demons. Miracles of healing. That's what I was hearing. Joy. Joy got me there somehow. So I'm staying with it. Joy unspeakable. Joy. We sang it. Or did we? During the Iran-Iraq war, there was a uh, gentleman, I don't know who it was, I can't remember, um, but the gentleman that was on Mount Carmel, ministering for years, Davis, I can remember, is, is it Dave Davis, is that whose name was? He was affiliated with ICLC, but he wasn't part of it. 
Anyways, he was up there. They had a ministry up on Mount, Mount Carmel, and one of their congregation was feeling like they were supposed to go into Iraq. Now, this was during the Iran-Iraq war. This is before the U.S. got involved. This was not a good thing. Like killing one another, killing Americans on both sides, it was just not a good thing, but he kept feeling like he was supposed to go. As far as I know, he went. And in that, he started to preach to the Iranian people. And he started to go, like the Iranians that lived in Iraq. And then he started to go into Iran. And he started to preach the gospel there. And he came out and said that there had been a good work, that many things had been set in place, etc., etc. And as far as he knew, there was a couple of other people that were preaching the gospel, but that was it. And uh, so he was one of the first people that went in. And he said that there was insurmountable joy on their faces when they heard and when Christ manifested. Because over and over what was happening was he'd preach the gospel, get completely rejected. These people would go home after hearing the gospel preached and Jesus would show up in their homes. And they would come to him because of that. Not because of what he said, but of course the seed was planted, right? And great joy came in. And what wasn't, years later, what wasn't on the news is, if you remember before COVID, um, Iran, there were young people. It was, it was twisted by the news to be a woman's movement. But there were young people, specifically women, because they had been oppressed so badly, but men and women that took off the robes, took off the hijab, took off all of the restraints and started to celebrate in the streets. And the one young woman actually died as a martyr. She was a born-again Christian. Most of the people that were there that were celebrating in the streets of Iran demanding a new regime were born-again Christians because Iran is having the largest revival of anywhere in the world right now. And it's joy. That's the one thing they talk about over and over again whenever you hear about anything going on in the kingdom of God in Iran is the overwhelming joy that's coming over people because Christ is just appearing to them. It's not translation. I mean, that is, that is divine appearance, but, but it's, he's appearing, you know. And I've heard, I don't have any personal references to it. I know that Robin has translated to different places and then later heard from individuals that said they saw somebody that looked like him in a place. Um, but I heard that there were individuals that were translating right into Iran. So it doesn't surprise me that if someone is going to go to Gaza, that God would have them be there and then be taken out before any danger would ever come to them. I mean, it's, uh, that, that's, a, that's a great declaration. much of a miracle that because the thing of the day was I mean that's like today saying Sean's driving a Jeep and he overtook a Lamborghini because back then the reason you always see it whenever it's being told because people are right this guy's riding in a chariot and he's they always seem to show where he's reading this scroll and he's riding in the chariot so he's going fairly slow because he's trying to read the scroll you know no that's not, he was, he had a driver and they were moving because that's why they had chariots and that's why, they would, and that area was notorious for bandits. So they would not be going slow. 
and then all of a sudden he's overtaken. So can you imagine this guy's like, just run. hey, you got a minute? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and he's running, like he is cruising, right? And he overtakes him. Like that is just, to me, that, that when our brains can't understand something and we lessen, instead of just absorbing what God is saying and accepting it for what it is, you know, I mean, can you imagine the eunuch's reaction seeing this guy running faster than the chariot? <laughs> and especially just after, I mean, because the way it's written, it says, and he was pondering as to what the words meant that he was reading. And then this guy overtakes him as he's running in the chariot. So he's sitting there going, I wonder what this really means. And this guy comes running up, hey. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's just craziness. That's insane. And all that Thank you. 